Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Podcast. This is Chachi once again. I apologize for the long break, but I do have to tell you what an amazing week I just spent. So spent last week uh, teaching leadership at two different units, 19th Air Support Operations Squadron at uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and the 7th Air Support Operations Squadron, Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas. And I have to say, just just the conversation, the ability to get to, to teach guys, to, to see some of the, the lights go on in their eyes, or just to, to bring up something, perhaps not a, a new leadership concept, but a new way of seeing it and watching uh, some of those people respond, some of the feedback that I got, some of the questions that I, that I received, just all all around, just a, a great week. And and a couple different things came up, but the one that I want to talk about today is, is something I've, I've alluded to probably just in a negative sense, which is odd for me because I really just try to be positive with everything. And one of the things that I've said, I think, repeatedly throughout these podcasts is that when I was a command chief and people asked me all kinds of questions and like, what was my biggest success or what was my biggest failure? uh, You know, the one thing that I really cared about is that if that little star in the middle of all my stripes had any power, I would like for that star to take me back in time to my first duty assignment, to my first leaders, where I could tell them like, hey, I get that I'm just a young airman. Uh, I'm, I'm a young E3 I get that I don't know anything right now, but one day I am going to know something. One day I'm going to climb the, the corporate ladder of our career field. I'm going to be a major command functional manager. I'm going to end up being a two-time command chief. Do you really need to speak to me the way you're speaking to me now? Do you really need to treat me like shit just because I don't know anything? And maybe some of the things that I'm going to have to learn are, are very difficult to grasp because obviously calling in airstrikes and in, for an army unit is not a, uh, a task that one just naturally acquires. It's not something that we would have experienced at any time in our life up until the point that we joined the military. So so yeah, there's going to be some struggles. There's going to be some learning curves, some some mistakes, some strikeouts, some home runs. But it, man, I, I, just, I wish they would have treated me better. And I wish somebody would have taken the time to, to sit back and say, hey, you know what? I, I really see something great in you. And I think that that with a little bit of effort, a little bit of, uh, of focus, that that you could really achieve success. Because I would have gone back and told those leaders, I said, hey, I'm going to find success without you. I'm going to go ahead and prove that. But what would I look like? What would my career look like if right here, right now, I had your focus, somebody who could look at me and say, you know what, Tim Pachesa, you could be great. You could be a leader of our career field. You could be very influential. You could You could really make a difference. I know this isn't going to come easy, but I, you know I, I see that in you right now, and I want to groom, uh, mold, and, and kind of develop you into that type of TACP, into that type of guy that calls in airstrikes, into that type of leader that really is going to make a difference for all of us. And I've said that a few times throughout my podcast, but you know what I haven't said? I haven't talked about all the positive reinforcement that I did get while at Fort Bragg. And by that, I mean the reinforcement that I got from my fellow junior enlisted teammates. And it ended up being great because when I look back and I see the caliber of person that we had at Fort Bragg in the mid to late 90s, and I look at who all my my young non-commissioned officer uh, mentors were and all the senior airmen that I looked up to and, and even some of the airmen first class, you know, the, the E3s, the E4s, the E5s uh, that, that helped uh, inadvertently and unknowingly uh, mentor me and kind of show me the way. I haven't taken stock in that too much. I haven't really talked about it. And when I look back on my career, there were just some amazing people who have made great contributions to our Air Force and the U.S. military. 
from from the guys that I grew up under, just just even the guys that are the same rank that, that I am, they're all running squatters. Like my best friend, Dave Bickle, uh, he and I started in the same battalion. And now he's running on the enlisted side, the very squadron that he and I grew up in. And it's just, it's just awesome that, that he and I were E3s together, starting the same battalion. Then we went to work for the 82nd Division uh, TAC. And so, you know, he and I were the uh, the enlisted JTACs there, ETACs at the time. But, you know, it's just funny to see where everything goes. Some of the NCOs that I grew up under there that, that I didn't necessarily work for, they were in a different flight. They went on to become chiefs. They went on to become command chiefs. And I don't have to look too far to look in the junior ranks there to show to see and understand that there are a lot of people who are mentoring me along the way, whether they were in my chain of command or not. But looking back, you know, I, I made some mistakes when I was a young airman, and as, as everybody does. Looking back, I just wish somebody would have told me to pay attention. And I would have paid attention to why I held some of my peers in high regard, why I didn't like some of them, and what I thought was important. And really, a lot of that came down to who I thought was cool. One of the guys I'm having dinner tonight with, uh, Senior Master Sergeant Retired Sean Mignon, when, you know, when I show up at Fort Bragg, he was one of the guys that I wanted to be. He was a jump master. You know, he was already certified calling airstrikes. I mean, just just a, a great guy, and his his career was was phenomenal. And um, you know, he invaded Afghanistan right after 9/11. He was one of those guys, and and just just a, a phenomenal, solid dude. And I, I but I wish I would have sat back and taken stock and evaluated all my people around me, all my peers even. So if you were like E4, uh, you know, in the different yeah, like E E4 and below for all all the different services. So you're not quite a sergeant yet. Uh, but if, but if I take stock and I look at who I thought was cool and who I thought was great and who I thought was going to be upwardly mobile, I wish I would have taken stock on why I thought they were good, why I thought that I should try and emulate them and, and what made them such a big deal. And I would have looked at their strengths and weaknesses and I would have matched that against my own. And I think had I done that, I would have had a better opportunity to understand why I was trying to to mimic some good people why I was sadly mimicking some of the wrong people you know what I thought was you know quote unquote here cool as far as that went I, I wish I, somebody would have told me to take my focus away from from what's being cool to uh, who is dependable who is loyal and who is posturing themselves to make a difference to be the best of the best and as, as I talk about you know the, the guys who are out there training and delivering because they're doing Super Bowl preparation with Hall of Fame dedication. You know, Sean Mignon was, was one of those guys. You know, Dave Bickle ended up being one of the first enlisted, uh, enlisted weapon school patch wearers in the United States Air Force. You know, I, I, I wish I would have sat down and realized that, that you know he was my best friend. He is, he is my best friend. He, you know he was my, my roommate. And I, I wish I would have looked at, at his strengths and weaknesses like, hey, this is this is where Dave, uh, has something that, that I don't have. I would have sat back and I would have talked to him about it and I, I would have helped understand you know, the, the differences between it. I wish I would have understood personalities different. And he's just naturally uh, been more m- mature than I am. You know, a, a, lot, of, a lot of my woes uh, just comes down to basic m- maturity. And try as I may, I'm just blessed with a natural immaturity and try as I may to curb it, uh, it rears its ugly head for, from time to time. But I wish I had the presence of mind to do some of those things back then, but I wish somebody would have told me. And so the point of this podcast is I would like for you to look around your organization, look at your leaders, look at the people below you, look at some of your peers even, and probably even more so just focus on your peers. Ask yourself what makes them awesome. What are their strengths? 
What do they bring to the table? Is it part of their personality? Is it part of their knowledge? Is it their experiences? Is it their education? What is it that is making them awesome? What is it about them that perhaps makes them better for you according to your own estimates? But then look and see you know, what, what some of their weaknesses are, what you perceive their weaknesses to be. See if you embody or have any of those. But then sit down there and write it down and measure it out. Think about the people that you work with and who you think are the real heavy hitters. And the simple way to do that is, is when your leadership, your supervisors, your, your bosses need something done, who do they go to? If they go to you, you're probably that awesome person. If they go to somebody else time and time again, that should be a warning enough that they are valuing somebody's capabilities, somebody's contributions higher than they do yours. But sit back and take a look and, and, and ask yourself, are you doing the same things that, that they are? Ask yourself, hey, perhaps, perhaps they're only doing that for show. And I've seen that time and time again. People just want the FaceTime. They're, they're going to no, brown nose. So when people are around, they're doing all the right things. But behind closed doors, they, they may be a jerk. Uh, you know, who knows? All, all those different things that, that can manifest itself in, in hundred, uh, hundreds of different examples of how, how people can be bad. But just acknowledge that for yourself. Because even if those people are spotlighting themselves and only doing that when, when leadership is around, I'm a huge believer in karma, so I think karma will eventually bite them in, in the butt, so you don't have to worry about that. But at the same time, maybe there is something to be learned. Maybe you can highlight yourself too. And perhaps it's not about being a brown noser. It's just like you help getting recognized for your contributions and what you bring to the team. But I wish that I would have sat back and identified that through all my friends, uh, through everyone that I, that I worked with, that, that I grew up with, that I, that I looked up to. You know, uh, my buddy Rob Nix, who was an airman that I was there with, and, and uh, I was his best man when he got married. You know, he got out after like eight to ten years as, as a senior airman, which some people may, may may look down upon, but but he was an absolute genius, and, and he could have really excelled in, in the, the military life. But there's probably a mix of uh, some of our youthful exuberance and people maybe uh, not letting him reach up to his f- full potential. But when you look back, he is a a very very successful lawyer li- living in in Houston now. And again, it's just like he, he was, he was one of the guys that, that I looked up to. He had, he had the smarts, he had the attitude. I mean, he was, he was nearly always the, the, the smartest guy in the room. When I look at, at Sean Mignon, his mission focus and everything that, that he did. And Dave Bickle, you know, I, I came in about a year before he did, but at the same time, he had wonderful uh, maturity, wonderful job focus. And, and he's proved that time and time again th- throughout his career. But you know, other, like I could go out and lay list of uh, a huge host of my friends. You know, Scott Myers ended up being a, a command chief. Matt Schleich ended up being great and developing TACPs in the Air Force Special Operations Command arena. And that has just absolutely exploded. You know, like so, some of these guys that I work with, and I, I'm trying not to leave anybody out. I, I know I'm going to just to, to keep this short. But those are some of the guys that I still talk with, that I still collaborate with, and that, that I, I, I still want to be like. You know, so so even even my own friends, I'm honored enough to try and emulate them uh, to great extents throughout my career. Whether it's job focus, whether it's maturity, uh, whether it's communication, wh- whether it's friendship, just uh, I've just been blessed, and I, I think I've given them a disservice or given you listeners a disservice. But while I could come down hard on some of my legitimate supervisors that I had at Fort Bragg during my first time there, and I think that they could have done a little bit better job of molding me and developing me, I really need to take stock at the airmen that helped me grow and the people that did develop me that 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 took the time whether, whether it was purposeful or whether it was just kind of haphazard and whether it was just simply the example that they set for me as as operators as leaders just really really phenomenal 
So again, just look around your organization, look around your, your workshop, uh, the people that you interact with the most and ask yourselves, you know, who is awesome? How do you define awesome? What does awesome look like inside your organization? Is it clearly defined? Do you need to seek clarification from your leaders to perhaps make that better? But are you doing everything and living up to your responsibilities, either as a teammate or a leader, to make sure that your team has solid leadership, that you are finding mission success, and that you are part of the success story in making your teams productive and successful? So th- that's it for today. For all my friends that I did not mention, for the, the gosh, the myriad of folks there at, at Fort Bragg that, that I grew up under that I, I didn't mention during this, I, I apologize. Uh, you know, you know, two other ones quickly, uh, Martin Jolly and, uh, and Jay Cousy, they ended up being my, my first roommates when I got off, uh, when I was able to move off base there and, uh, Cousy became an officer and retired as a security forces policeman. Now he's living in Tucson and he's, he's doing amazing things. Jolly got out after 10 years and became a chef and he was an amazing chef. We always loved eating his food and sadly he died about 10 years ago uh, d- due to cancer. So, uh, rest in peace by my dear friend Jolly but but those guys I I went home and they kind of held me to a different standard even at home making sure that I was focusing and doing the right thing so just again just just more simple examples of friends that I had from the people there and the caliber of of people that help grow groom and mentor me that looking back on it even though they were super impactful and they really made a, a difference in my life I wish I just would have sat back and taken stock about what exactly I liked about them what exactly made them different from everybody else and why I felt that they were a cut above when it came to the job or just finding success in the military. So anyway, uh, I hope this uh, finds all of you well as you're preparing for the holiday season here in 2018. As always, I appreciate your listenership. And as always, I would love to hear from you. You can hit me up on Instagram at Chachi Pachesa, Twitter at Tim Pachesa, email me Chachi at capelead.com. Message me on the Cape Lead Facebook page. But again, let's always keep this conversation rolling and uh, encouraging all of you to educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.